0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Great to have you with us. Welcome to all those online. You know, we've got a, a lovely lady, uh, Katina, uh, who's watching us online from Cyprus and uh Say good day to her and she sent us a lovely email this week saying that, you know, she just watches every, every service and God does something amazing. Isn't that cool? You know, if there's other people from all over the world, wherever you're watching, you know, send us an email, that'd be cool. It'd be great to be able to connect with uh, Highway Online, so um, that's pretty exciting. So if you've been with us over the last little while, um, I spoke last week about the Mud Army Principal. Who was here? Mud Army Principle, MAP, the map forward. And uh, I, we saw people, you know, from all walks of life coming together, you know, uh, shoulder to shoulder, rolling up their sleeves to help people they didn't even know, you know, because of the floods. And that parallel that we, we brought what was happening in the natural is basically what is required in the spiritual to rebuild Highway Church for the generations ahead. And I love that, Dan. Dan and Poppy, well done on Friday night, you know. Oh my goodness, in a in a season, in a time where families have just been shaken, we've got a young people, a young generation, a teenage generation rising up and 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 impacted by the Holy Spirit. And if you're a parent in this place with a, with a teenage child and they're not in the youth, you're not helping them. You're not helping them. Get them into the youth. I know it might be a bit of an effort to, you know, drop them off, pick them up, but you'll reap the fruit of that, I promise you, in years to come. And uh, so, you know, to rebuild for the generations ahead, and we learned last week that they were willing to do whatever it takes for a worthy course, and we know we know that God will rebuild His church. I mean, His church has been going for over two thousand years now, and uh, and we know that you know no pandemic, you know no wars, uh, no natural disasters is going to stop God from building His church. Amen. No, nothing in two thousand years we've had worse than this in that season, and and yet you know hasn't stopped building his church. But the big question, the big question that we must answer is, are we going to be a part of it? Are we going to be a part of the rebuild? Are we going to be a part of what God is going to do in this hour? You know, I was praying this week, and uh, I felt the Lord say to me that we need to build by faith. We're going to rebuild, no question about that, but we're going to build by faith. We're going to build by faith, and the the faith message has never been more important than it is today. I mean, we've never been in a, a time that I can remember of such widespread uncertainty, amen, widespread uncertainty, times of great political change, of major cultural transformation, Social upheaval. But we have to remember, God is in control. God is in control. Isaiah 61 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. That word sovereign means someone who has the highest power and the highest authority. He's a sovereign Lord. And He is in control. And that's a great comfort to the Christian. That's a great comfort to the Christian. See, the world doesn't know him. The world doesn't know him, but you know him. Jesus said that. Turn your Bibles today to Hebrews chapter 36. Uh, sorry, chapter 10, verse 36. I don't think Hebrews has got a chapter 36, isn't it? You'll be looking for a while. (laughs) Let's read this passage of Scripture here from 36 down to 39. It says, You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And... But my righteous one will live by faith. I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. First thing we find in this passage of Scripture in verse 36 is to persevere. To persevere. The verse tells us that... that We will receive what is promised. We will receive what is promised. Every person, everyone who was born again, who has accepted those young people that gave their life to Christ for the first time on, you know, Friday night, have received a promise. They've come under, they've received a promise. The qualifier is that we must persevere in doing the will of God. Now, that word persevere means. To continue in anything to, uh, undertaken. To maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty or obstacle. Who knows a few of those? Who knows a few of those difficulties and obstacles? It means to continue. Continue. And these guys led by example. I mean, you've got to know in verse 32. Look at verse 32. It says, remember those early days after you had received the light? They were the good old days. Remember the good old days? When you endured a great conflict full of suffering. Remember the good old days? They were the good old days full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? I love that line in verse 35 that says, and do not throw away your confidence. Do not throw away your confidence. That's why isolation is your enemy. I love people watching online and, you know, that's awesome. There's, a, there's an option to do that. But you've got to stay connected. That's why Sunday church is so powerful because we connect as one, one heart, one spirit, one mission. And it's incredibly powerful to the to the one. You know, the first thing that drops off is the gathering together. You know, when persecution hits, trouble hits, things that you know, we, we scatter. We like we we, we go underground, we, we default back, we shrink back. But that's not the plan of God for your life. Don't throw away your confidence. What the writer is saying is that you've come so far. You've come so far. It'd be a tragedy to throw it away now. You've come so far. All the challenges they faced were the fuel in the tank to persevere to the very end. And God hasn't changed his plan. God is still on the throne. He's still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? He still is. And nothing, nothing has taken him by surprise. So be confident of that. Be confident of that. I mean, it's not to bury our head in the sand and say, oh, look, uh, nothing to see here, move on. No, no, we're not, we're not escaping from it. We're standing up in it. We're standing up in it to persevere. No, we are facing, you know, some huge challenges in our lives every day. I mean, if the pandemic is not enough, then there's the the hit with the natural disasters. And then, of course, there's war overseas. And all of that is coming together to build this uncertainty I don't have to tell you, but businesses and and families are doing it really tough right now. They're doing it really tough right now. But don't throw away your confidence. Don't don't shrink back. You must persevere. You've come too far to, to shrink back now. You are not alone. God is with you. He is with you. He knows the challenges you're facing. He's just waiting for you to reach out, grab his hand, and together you'll knock it over. You'll come through it. He's not al- you're not alone. God is with you, but this is what you've got to do. You've got to choose faith. You've got to choose faith. Faith isn't automatic. Faith is something you choose. Faith is something you build. Jesus met a lot of people when he walked around the streets and miracles and that, but he, and only a couple, he said, oh, you've got great faith. Other people had faith, measures of faith, but some had great faith. Why? Because they built it. They built it. They chose it. And that's a challenging word. Got to choose faith. And the good news in that is that it is my choice. No one can rob me of that. No one can take that from me. It's my choice. I get to choose it. I choose to live by faith or I choose to live by fear. Your choice. Your choice. The key element to choosing faith is trust. You can't have faith in someone or something and not trust them. Am I right? Trust is the key to faith. It's the key to faith. And these guys demonstrated it so powerfully. In verse 34, you know, you suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. What would be joyful about somebody coming in and booting you out of your own home out onto the street, taking everything you got? What, and what could be joyful about that? Except that you had a faith in God and you knew. You know, It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what position I find myself in. My God is for me. I've got everything. He'll turn it around. He created the heavens and the earth. He'll turn it around. I trust him. My trust is in him, not in this world system. He'll turn it around. He'll never forsake me. He declares that in Scripture. The confidence of knowing that God has your back. And he says in Hebrews thirteen five, he said, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. That's our promise. That's our guarantee, folks. He does not lie. Never will he leave you, never will he forsake you. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 19, 23. He said, truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Now that, that in any generation is not a popular statement, is it? In any generation. Isn't that the hidden goal within us that one day we'll be rich? Lotto thrives on it. Only one in a billion actually gets rich through Lotto, but everybody dreams. They have the dream. I've got the ticket, I've got the dream. I've got the it's got to happen to someone, it could be me. Amen. That's how well everybody dreams for that. And being rich is not bad. I mean, if we have a choice, we choose rich. Amen. It's not bad, it's not bad being rich. The only problem with being wealthy is that you don't need faith in God. You don't need faith in God. It, it, it's hard to build faith in Australia because we are, we are all so wealthy. Now, we've got visitors and, and people who have joined our church from overseas, from India and different places. They'll tell you, they'll tell you, we got it really good here we got it really good here. You get sick, there's a doctor on every corner, and they bulk bill. Amen? You get hungry, the government will pay you. They will feed you. Don't have a house, they'll get you a house eventually. It's true, isn't it? We are so wealthy in this country, and that's not bad. It just means that if we're going to build our faith, we need to be deliberate. We have to be deliberate because we've got it so good. Honestly, we don't need God in this country just to survive. Are you with me? Do I have any friends left? Please. Please. See, faith is going to cut across to everything you know as human. Everything you understand, every control you have as a human, faith, you're going to have to transcend that for faith to work. The best way to build your faith in this country is, is to be obedient to the Word of God and bring your tithe into the storehouse. It's the best way to build your faith. Because as soon as I mention tithe, everyone goes, <laughs> There he goes, talking about money. Folks, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about who you trust. I'm talking about where your trust is. Because where your trust is, that's where your faith will grow. Amen? If your trust is in wealth. That's where your faith will grow, in wealth, until a GFC. Amen? Until a war. But if you trust him, it's not about money. It's about faithfulness to the word of God, obedience to the word of God. And this will test you. There's no, because faith tests, that's how you build a muscle, is you, you test it. Coming every week and, and, and bringing your tithe to God. Saying, God, I'm being faithful because I trust you. It doesn't make sense. I mean, the budget doesn't add up. And this is the worst season possible, God, to give money away. It's the worst season. It's the worst time I could ever do it. That's so in the worst time. You build the strongest faith. It's the worst time that you put your greater trust in Him. Now, I know, I know there's a few people this morning, they're agonizing on the inside, going, I didn't want to hear this. I didn't want to hear this. I don't believe that. I don't believe what that preacher's saying. That's okay. I make a lot of this up anyway. No, I don't. Look, it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's not about money. It's just that money is so close to your heart that God has to fight for for part of your heart. That's why it's so hard. It's a spiritual thing. And I know as a pastor, the level of tithe in your church is the level of faith in your people. They run hand in hand. And you'll know right across, right across the world, pastors will tell you there's probably only 30%. They calculate 30% of the people in your church tithe. That's your faith level. That's your faith level. You've got people who attend, but their heart is in another place. You need to trust God. And it's absolutely necessary if you're going to live in victory. Choose faith. Choose faith if you're going to live in victory. Look at verse 39. It says, but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. You kind of get the idea that these people knew something that the others didn't know. Kind of get the idea that these people who joyfully had all of their, you know, uh, possessions confiscated and came out, you know, glorified, it's like, you know, I think they they know something that the others don't know. Went through massive persecution and came out the other side shining in glory. Because it didn't matter to them. It didn't matter to them what they had in, you know, what they had in faith was more important. It was greater, more precious than anything this world could provide. And 1 Peter talks about a great salvation for those of faith. And then in, in verse 6, he says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even, through, even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Simply put, you build your faith and you live in victory. That's how it works. You build your faith. And you live in victory. So then it doesn't matter what knocks at your door. It doesn't matter what happens in your week. You live by faith. You put your trust in God. You build that faith muscle. You live in victory. That's why the prophecy is so powerful. You prophesy to yourself every morning. You get up and you say, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. Folks, that's a good way to start your day. That's better than coffee. Now, you can have a coffee after that. You've got to have the coffee. I'm not saying don't have coffee. Speak it, prophesy it. I remember talking to a, a very dear friend of mine recently. And they were telling me, you know, all the stuff that's going on and made this statement, it's really hard right now. What they're going through in their family, their life, business, it's really hard right now. And straight out of my mouth, I didn't even think about it. I said, yeah, but hard is good. Hard is good. It's good to have hard. Easy is the enemy. Amen? You're going to build faith. Hard is good. Easy is yet you don't, when it's easy, you don't need faith. You don't need to rely and trust on God. Why? Because everything's easy. No, hard is good. Hard is good. I think we make it too easy for our kids. But I'm going to stop right there. Because I will get in trouble. Heart is good. Why do we shy away from hardship? Why do we shy away from hardship? Why do we shrink back when hardship comes? All we have to do is trust God, put our faith in action, and we come through the other side victorious. We love victory, amen? We love victory. And hardship will get us there. Heart is good. It's good for us. Trials give us an opportunity to stand up in faith and overcome them. If we don't have any trials, we've got nothing to overcome. How boring is that? How weak is that? That's like having white tea, isn't it? White tea. Yeah, black tea. And swallow the leaves. <laughs> if you're really tough. Now one of my one of my favorite scriptures all of my Christian life. Jeremiah twelve, five. It says, if you have raced with men on foot, and they have worn you out how can you compete with horses? Other versions say, if you contend with the footmen and they overcome you, how, how will you go with chariots? In other words, if, if, if it's the little things in your life are too hard, how can you contend when the big stuff comes? And I promise you it will. It's called Life. And we're not to escape life, we're to overcome life, amen. We're to stand up in the midst of hardship and trial and persecution and shine, and shine, why? Because our trust is in Him, not in our own understanding or our own you know, wealth or position or whatever. It's in Him. You know, I've had people ask me a lot, you know, how did you go through cancer? I mean, stage four cancer. How, how did you overcome that? I, because on the first day I was saved, I trusted God. I put my trust in God in the little things, in the tithe, in the in the obedience, in the when God spoke, I did it. it you know, not, not perfect life, but just in the little stuff. So when when cancer hit, and I'll be honest with you, I got to a point when I was in ICU one night. It was um, it was um, Boxing Day, two thousand and eight. Boxing Day, I was in ICU. And they put me in the little dying room. They don't call it that because it's pretty discouraging when you're put in the dying room. But they honestly didn't think I'd last the night and quite frankly, I didn't think so either. I'm going to tell you something that maybe some won't believe me, but it's a gospel truth. I stand before God when I say it. I, th- I, thought, I thought my time had come. I, I was ready to go. And the devil showed up and he said, you're finished. He said, it's done for you. It's over. We're coming to get you. And and I I honestly didn't care, to be honest. I was that sick. I mean, you've got to be sick to die, right? I had septicemia, blood poisoning. They didn't think I'd last through the night. I was sick. I didn't care. But you know what? He couldn't come near that bed. There There was a place around that bed that he could come so far and I saw him gospel truth couldn't come any closer I knew I was going to live that time I remember rupturing an artery on a golf course the worst part was I was doing really good having a good score, it happened on the 10th hole, I started to get the pain, I lasted to the 16th hole because I really wanted to finish the round, (laughs) couldn't putt, but the pain was so severe, I couldn't putt, it was killing me, (laughs) took me off in an ambulance, five days later, put a stint in, and you know, like ruptured artery, put a stint in, fix that up, Five days later, I'm sitting by my bed and I'm waiting to go back to, Annie was preaching here that morning and she was coming down to pick me up. And I was talking to a mate, a golf pro mate of mine on on the Sunshine Coast and I said, wait, 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 wait. And I knew I was going. I thought I was just like passing out. My last thought on this planet was, don't break your phone. So I said, mate, hold on, hold on, and I threw my phone on the bed so it wouldn't break, and I was gone. That was it. I wake up in ICU. They had a code blue in the hospital and brought in the crash cart. I don't know, I wasn't there. <laughs> brought me back to life, cha-ching, whatever that is. If <laughs> You can't handle the small stuff. You won't have faith for the big stuff. Amen? Can I encourage you today? Heart is good. And I don't mean just get beat up. That's dumb. Stand up. Prophesy. Speak life, not death. So I know the symptoms. I know the symptoms in my body. I know what the doctor says. But my God, I trust my God. And he has never let me down. He has never failed me. People ask me, did you see anything when you died? No, I didn't see anything. I should have read a book anyway, I mean it would have made some money out of it at least. I mean who's gonna dispute it, right? Say anything. I want you strong. I want your family solid for generations. Listen, your marriage might be hard right now. Hard is good. Hard is good because we can stand up and say, okay, how can we make this the best marriage it's ever been? What do we need to do? Let's put it on the table. What do we need to do? What do you need to do? What do I need to do? Let's build this. Let's build something that ends up victorious. Amen? You can do that. That's your choice. You know, what if your business is going bad? You're looking at bankruptcy, you know. I I tell you, I've been in business for 16 years. Before I went into the ministry, I know what that's like to run a business. But when it's at your lowest, you stand up and you say, Okay, can I diversify? Can I go to other places? Can I rebuild? Can I, you know, shake every tree and see what falls down? I'm not giving up. I'm persevering. I'm building this thing. God is with me. I am faithful before him with my tithe. He will back me. He will back me. Don't waste this season to build your faith. Don't waste this season to build your faith. It may never be this hard again. We may miss our opportunity. It might be easier from this day on. That's the worst thing that can happen if we're going to build our faith. Amen? Heart is good. Heart is good. It builds something in me that can't be built in the easy. Heart is good. Don't miss this opportunity. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. He has anointed me to know who you are, to know who has got your back and build by faith, build by faith. That's our journey, church. From here we build, but we build by faith. Amen? Come on, close your eyes for just a moment. I don't have to be a prophet to know that right across this congregation there are people here that are really struggling We are in a tough season. There's no question about it. And I don't mean to belittle or demean what you're going through. Please, I don't. I empathise. I sympathise with where you're at. I really, really do. That's not words. I really, but you know what? Good can come out of this. Victory can come out of this. Don't put your head down, put your head up. Know who you are. You're a child of God and he loves you. He loves you. He's not going to put you through something that you can't handle and come out stronger because of it. If we do everything for our kids, you know what we do? We spoil them. We spoil them. What does that mean? It means, well, for any good in life, we've wrecked it for them. Because they're going to grow up entitled. They're going to grow up expecting just gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, gimme. That's not life. Everybody gets a trophy. That's not life. And when they hit life, they hit a wall. And many don't survive. I don't want that for you. Please. Please, stand up on the inside. Stand up in God and prophesy. Speak above the situation, the circumstance that's so overwhelmed you right now. You have a voice. Declare it. Prophesy it. Speak it. And it'll build your faith. When God comes through, and He will, when God comes through you will you will be taller. You will be stronger. You will know him like you never knew him before. Amen. Come on, we're gonna we're gonna sing this song. Where's my music team? Where is my team? Where's my team? Where's uh where's um Jaden? I want that speak to the bones, man. Let's hit that sucker. Let's hit it hard. Amen. I want you to see, I want you to allow faith to rise. We're going to sing this. Stand up. You can't sing sitting down. We're going to sing this as a, as a prophecy for your life. This, this isn't a great chorus. This is a prophecy. This is my future. This is where I'm headed. This is who I am. Amen. God bless you. Take it away, John. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.